Aloha and welcome to the Emily T. Gale Talk Story Show. It is August 2022 and last week was the Rocket Mortgage Classic. It was so wonderful to see in Detroit, PGA Tour event brought to Detroit by Dan Gilbert from Rocket Mortgage and just such a wonderful event for Detroit. I just, I was there in the first year. I missed the last couple of years. Of course, they didn't have fans for a couple of years. And the executive director, Jason Langwell, calls, even though this was the fourth year, they actually called it like their second year that they could really put all their energy and ideas out there for fans to enjoy. And they never skipped a beat on raising funds for nonprofits and organizations in Detroit and they really they started a wonderful initiative called Changing the Course, which was to bridge the digital divide that everyone discovered was so great. Discovered, not surprised, but discovered and decided to do something about it to bridge the digital divide in Detroit and they've made such progress. I think the stat was that only forty percent were digitally connected and it's now up to in the 60 or 70 percent so wonderful efforts millions of dollars going into the city of detroit from the rocket mortgage classic and what was done for me was while i couldn't be there my longtime friend and i always say mentor mark rolfing with the golf channel i met mark probably 25 or more years ago when he we played at the Montelani senior skins and was with abc and just his career was just really getting going and and he was just so kind and to everybody but really to me and you know i, I started that's when i started doing becoming a, a golf reporter i always joked that i became a golf reporter because i wanted to be close to arnold palmer and jack nicholas and gary player and all the wonderful players that were at the Montelani senior skins in those years and there were some people that really opened the doors for me when i wanted to bring a camera and only abc cameras were allowed and one of the gentlemen's name was Barry Frank, and he was one of the creators of uh, ESPN, I believe, and but certainly of the Senior Skins. And they were—they they kind of looked at me as well. That's Emily with a little camera, and nobody else was allowed with a camera. And I just some of the faux pas I made, and also some of the—I guess I used the word a lot. Hutzpah I had to to get interviews, and I would go out and to the, meet Arnold. It is playing along with uh, Susie Chillingsworth and ran the bungalows for Mamalani. And of course, Arnold and his family would stay there. That's the first place I ever met Sam Saunders, Arnold's son. He was about six years old. But all those are, and, and I was so delighted I got a chance to say hello to Sam Saunders at the first Rocket Mortgage Classic he was playing in. And it was late in the in late afternoon. And I was one of the only cars out in the parking lot. There were maybe a dozen. And another car kind of whipped in, and some people were talking, okay, see you tomorrow. And I, I, one guy jumped out, and another, apparently, he was the person that came out of the driver's seat was giving the other person a ride, and it turned out to be Sam Saunders was giving his caddy a ride back to his car. They had all, I think they had gone on a bike ride, because they had bikes on the car, and that, that's how Sam Saunders travels, and he was had his family with him. But it was so neat to to be able to say to Sam, last time I saw you, you were about six years old, and on the Big Island of Hawaii, and he was just so delightful. But I followed Sam for years. But um, I, I say that because <clears throat> we've been around the golf business for years, and it's all because I was a junior golfer, 
it all started back then. And I always give a lot of credit to Jack Berry, who for 50 years, you know, was a, and he still is. He, he writes for Michigan Golfer, but with Detroit News and covered hundreds. He was president of the Golf Writers Association of America. And I, I've, I've been a part of the history of it. I was a junior golfer in the 60s, a good player in Michigan. Always dreamed of playing on the LPGA. Tried a couple times. Then back in the 90s again, after not playing a lot of golf for 20 years, when Arnold Palmer won the senior skins, I, I had become friends with Arnold and Ed Say, his golf design partner, because they designed Hapuna Golf Course not far from Mamalani. And, and I decided I wanted to play golf. So Buster Bustamani, again, who was the director of golf at Mamalani and had been so helpful to me as I had been helpful to him, getting volunteers for the Mamalani Senior Skins, things that weren't easy back in those days. Uh, for one thing, locals didn't go to the resorts much. But that's another story 25 years ago, more than that, early 90s. But I met Mark. There's never been a year since that in some way we weren't connected or didn't do an interview. I probably have 25 years of interviews because the the PGA Tour, it was called the, the Senior Tour at the time, started holding their initial event at the Four Seasons Resort Hualalai, which, which is now the busiest resort in the Four Seasons system. And, and it was the MasterCard Championship at the time. And just a, a wonderful event, but of course that kept, that kept um, Arnold and Jack and and uh, Trevino and Gary Player and Hale Irwin. All of them stayed after if they were in the senior skins, and then all these other players, of course, came to Hawaii to play in a very prestigious event. And every year at the end of the event, Mark would come out to the media room and he would spend. 20, 30 minutes with me talking. I'm sure I have those interviews somewhere because I was learning. And um, But anyway, <clears throat> what I'm going to run right now is a sit-down interview I did with Mark in January of this year at the Mitsubishi Electric Championship. It was our annual sit-down and talk. And we did a couple talk stories, and I did them separately. And um, this particular one is we talked about the first tee of Hawaii and Hawaii State Junior Golf Association and Mark's relationship and what he's done for junior golf. And, and I've, I've been a big advocate as well, and I, I feel real proud of what I've done. I'm kind of, I've been behind the scenes and out front in many ways of advocating junior golf programs here. Actually, I've been out front a lot, you know, bringing it along with my radio shows and columns that I write. And, and Mark has, has been a big part of that in many ways because he's always been um, very complimentary because I've introduced him to some new reporters around town, and, 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 and it's been great. And they, they were good reporters. You know, that's, I wanted them to meet Mark because I knew they would have a nice relationship. So Mark's always been good about it. And at the Rocket Mortgage Classic last week, I had digressed a bit there, but I couldn't be there, but Mark was really open to, as he was last year, he did a couple radio shows uh, with Paul W., talked with him. And then this year he talked with Michael Patrick Shields on Michigan's Big Show and and uh, uh, some other things with Michigan golfers, some interviews with my friend uh, Phyllis Barone and her photographer and um, Carter Sherline. And I was happy about that because I wanted them to meet because there's some good stories and I gave her some things to ask Mark about, <laughs> like <laughs> for him to say nice things about Detroit, which he always does. He, he knows my story in Detroit. But lots of fun. 
and I think this is really an appropriate time. So this was a sit-down interview we did, and I had it on my YouTube channel, Emily T. Gale Talk Story, but I had not moved it over to the uh, to a podcast. So here it is, and I'm going to uh, just turn it on and get into it from there. Thanks for listening. I appreciate it. I haven't done a, a podcast for a, a, a long time, a year or more. And so mostly doing YouTube, but I time to transfer them over and start doing more interviews. It takes a lot of time in many ways, you know, to just uh, kind of get where you're trying to go. And what I'm happy about is I'm getting going right now with creating this uh, podcast and transferring some of my YouTube stories over to to my Emily T. Gale Talk Story, which you can get on Apple and wherever you listen to your podcasts. Okay, here we go. It's always a pleasure to get a few moments with Mark Rothing before he sets out for the broadcast here at the Mitsubishi Electric Championship, the broadcast on Golf Channel. And we were talking about the Golf Channel earlier, Mark and I, and what a what an amazing thing it's been. Joe Gibbs was actually the creator, the visionary, and he got Arnold Palmer to get involved in it. But, you know, it all helps so much people watching golf 24 hours a day. It helps junior golfers, the growth of the game. Let's talk about the growth of the game uh, these last few years, particularly junior golf, and specifically here on the Big Island, not just the Big Island of Hawaii, but across Hawaii. The Hawaii State Junior Golf Association created uh, Greg Nichols, Mary V. Porter King, who had played on the LPGA, lives in Kauai, and when she retired realized all these individual junior programs need an umbrella program. So she started one for across the state, and what an amazing success it's been. Michelle, we came up in that, and now it's combined with the first tee. You're such a big part of that and have been from the very start. Well, it really, it's been Mary B's baby, and I always tell her I'm just babysitting, um, you know, when I, when I kind of help. Um, she's a remarkable lady, and uh, I just absolutely love her to death. Um, but, yeah, the, the growth in junior golf in Hawaii, I think, is, has been really due to a couple things. Uh, the, the biggest was we started developing national champions at a very early age and very, very early in the life of the HSJGA. I think uh, when all was said and done, uh, in one stretch, we had 11 USGA national champions from Michelle Wee, who, of course, won the Women's Open, um, but Lori Castillo-Plaus, um, you know, Charlie Baranava, I, I could just go on and on. Um, Guy Yamamoto, just, there's, a, there's a bunch of them. Um, and what the HSJGA did was create a system that allowed the kids in Hawaii to get better competitively. And, and it worked. And it gave them opportunities, and, and we started subsidizing travel for them. And uh, that's the big one. Yeah, they not only got to go to neighbor islands, but they got to go to San Diego for the Junior Worlds and stuff like that. But there was a missing element to that, frankly, and that was sort of from from the competitive aspect, you know, how do you get people ready for competitive golf? And that's where the first tee comes in. They are not a series of junior tournaments. They're basically more of an off-the-course kind of organization. And so a couple of years ago, right when the pandemic started, um, I was involved in a discussion with the PGA Tour, who was a big part of the first team. Greg McLaughlin, Greg McLaughlin. who was the president of the Champions Tour here. I yes, love Greg. Greg. And also the head of the Tiger Woods. And, and that, where I met Greg was at the Riviera at, when, when Tiger played as an amateur. 
and I was new new press, and Greg was kind of looking after me. Oh wow! He said, "You got to go out to the tenth tee right now." This young kid who's an amateur is out there playing as an amateur, See this kid, yeah. and it was Tiger and Greg. I mean, those are they talk about mentors or people that are good to you. Yeah. So he he heads up the first tee nationally. Then he does, and okay. um, you know, basically the first tee is an off the course kind of program, and um, it teaches kids life skills. And out here in Hawaii, it really made sense for those two organizations to kind of come together and become one. So we did that about a year and a half ago, and uh, we have one board now. Mary D is the president, um, and uh, it's really been incredibly successful. If you think about the pandemic and the challenges that we have faced, uh, it's just remarkable to me that the game's been able to grow uh, during that time. Um, golf is in a really good place right now, and the junior golf aspect of it, I, I just can't tell you or emphasize enough how important it is, because the, those are um, the golfers and the customers of the game, you know, for the future. Yeah. Uh, the great thing about golf is you can play your entire life, so these kids now that are coming up through our programs are going to be playing golf here in the islands for the next 60 years. It's Mark Rolfing we're talking with, NBC Golf Channel and longtime friend and mentor, talking about the junior golf program that he's been so supportive of forever, as well as the Champions Tour, talking about the Champions Tour out here at the Mitsubishi Electric Championship. Big Island Junior Golf is one of the beneficiaries of monies raised here. Yeah. And they're... that's really a good one. And I also want to make mention that years ago, the Waikoloa Beach Resort, before everything got so busy, they had a wonderful junior program, which is kind of what you're talking about, a little feeder program for people to kind of learn the basics. I learned in junior golf, and only recently I, I realized that the person I learned from was Pat Devaney, and her grandfather was Wilford Reed. Wow. I just figured that out when I saw a movie, and he was in it. I never knew what he did. I met him, but I didn't realize it. But... Without that junior golf program I had, or these kind of junior programs, I think you're so right that people don't, they don't all want to go on to competitive golf, but even if they get the skills, the sportsmanship, the making friends, knowing the game, and then when they get older, they've got the game. They're not trying to learn it. From, yeah, well, from the start. That's dude, look at me, um, because I thought I was going to be the next Jack Nicklaus for about three years back in the 70s, and um, I quickly played my way off the tour. Um, you know, by not being nearly as good as I thought I was. Yet, all the good things that have happened to me in my life have been because of the game of golf. And people should look at it that way. Very, very few people are ever going to make it onto the PGA Tour or the LPGA. So, um, you know, just get involved in the game if you can. I'm going to give you a little news scoop here, Emily. Um, our organization, the HSJGA and uh, First Tee, are going to be moving our headquarters to the island of Oahu. We are going to set up a camp at Alawai Golf Course, Wonderful. which used to be the uh, world's busiest golf yeah. course. It's not that anymore, but I think we can really add to the experience out there. Absolutely. Our vision is to make it the home of Hawaii golf again, uh -huh. uh, and I think we'll be able to raise much more money being headquartered on that island. We'll be able to service a lot more kids. Uh, Oahu has the majority of population in the islands, obviously, but because of that, we'll be able to generate more money and be able to give more money to places like the Big Island for their junior golf programs in Maui and, uh, and Kauai. So um, that's going to be, uh, we're, we're actually not going to announce that till February 1st, but you're getting it here. All first. right. Uh, I love having the scoop. We're moving into all And one other thing to comment about is that uh, for 25 years or every year, on the Monday before this Mitsubishi Electric Championship, 
up at Nanea Golf Course is a very exclusive and it, lots of money raised for the Hawaii State Junior Golf Association. You've always been a great MC for that. And, and the players give their day, you know, about 20 of them, I think, a dozen or 20 of them to play with uh, the amateurs up at Nanea and a wonderful auction. I have friends from Detroit, Nancy and Paul Forte, who have bought some of those wonderful packages. You know, they have they have a plane, so they fly to where those packages are. They've gotten a couple from you, I think. Yeah, those planes help, don't they? Yeah, so that's a, that's a great thing, all the all the ways that money is raised for junior golf and how many people are committed to that. I know you got to get over to the broadcast, the, the TV compound, and get ready for the broadcast today. Some last thoughts about life and... You know, I, I'm just seeing Billy Kahu, you know, Kahu Billy this, <laughs> this week. Is I, do, I do, too. Uh, I, I just want to thank you, Emily, for what you've done. Um, your enthusiasm, your vibrancy is, is amazing. You haven't always gotten the greatest cooperation from everybody because you were so far ahead of your time uh, in terms of what <laughs> you, you did. You really were. Uh, but to still be here with you today after all these years is amazing to me. It's something I look forward to every thank year. You. and. If I don't see Emily and can't sit down and talk story with her, then something's wrong. So we're going to book it right here, same table next well, year. Well, I always like to say life happens in between all those plans you make. And, That's you know, right. I talked to everyone, the, the media gentleman this year, Connor Stanch, and everybody, Dave Senko, all the way back are people who fell into the game by... It wasn't what they studied to do, but they became interns or volunteers or whatever, and they moved into jobs that they absolutely adored with the PGA. And for me, all the people that initially are like, what's she trying to do, you know? But I, overall, the way people will let me kind of do it my way, break it through a few rules here and there, and it's really been wonderful. So I thank you, Mark. Well, you and I are a lot alike when you think about it, because that's sort of the way I did it, too. So... Um Keep up the good work. I was learning from you. <laughs> I'm watching all the time to see what I can get away with. Thanks, Mark. Much right, thanks love and aloha you. to you and Debbie. Aloha. Aloha. It's the Emily T. Gale Talk Story Show.